Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Young Black and Opinionated. I'm your host, Christina Royster. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I have my usual roundup of pop culture news this week, but I want to pay special attention to this T-Pain Usher debate. It's not really a debate in my opinion. (laughs) Usher is in the wrong, but we will definitely get into that. And then I want to have a little new segment about my favorite tweets of the week. So if that sounds interesting to you, stay tuned. I cannot believe this is episode 136. Wow. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, hey, you already know the vibes. You already know what time it is. Put y'all on. This is the segment of the show where I share my favorite thing of the week. And my favorite thing of the week that I would like to put y'all onto, you've probably already heard about it, you've probably already been put on, but just in case you haven't, my put y'all on this week is The the Black Godfather. It is a movie, it is about two hours long, and it came out in 2019, so that's why I said you probably already heard of it. It is available on Netflix, I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it's available on Netflix, and um, it was just awesome, it was just a great movie about Clarence Avant. And so Clarence Avant, I can I can kind of condense everything that he did for the music industry. And he, he it was beyond the music industry. Clarence Avant, you know, Google will say that he's a music executive. But what I learned from this documentary is that Clarence Avant was really a jack of all trades. He was a people person. And actually, I have a couple quotes from the movie to share with you all just to show like how much of an influence Clarence Avant had. So he was very active in, you know, predominantly the 70s. And Clarence Avant only had a ninth grade education, was from Climax, North Carolina, and moved out to Hollywood and took over Hollywood. I think he was like one of the first black people to have a house in Beverly Hills. And so this movie has appearances from Obama, Jamie Foxx, Cicely Tyson, may she rest in peace, Bill Clinton, Kamala Harris, and Babyface, and so many more. Like, there was a lot of people in this movie just talking about how he really was the Black godfather. He encouraged people, got people out of trouble, put people people on the map, you know, boosted people's careers. He was really a jack of all trades and moved amongst a lot of different circles. Politics, I didn't know he was so involved in politics. And this is what Obama had to say about Clarence Avon. Clarence and others, they are really the bridge from a time when there was no opportunity to a time where doors began to open. And they led the way in politics, in business, the arts, saying, make room for us. And I definitely got that vibe when I watched this movie. I had no idea who Clarence Avant was. And that's the thing, right? That's why I always stress that we need to document through podcasts, movies, television shows, books, our history and our influence. Because to me, After watching this movie, it sounds like a lot of people would not, we would not have Bill Withers. We would not have Bill Clinton. Like, I mean, I don't know how important Bill Clinton is, but all these people, Teddy Riley, L.A. Reid, they all gave credit to Clarence Avon. And the thing is, somebody said he never really charged anybody. He never, I don't know how he made a living. (laughs) I mean, he, he also went on to own a record label and a radio station, But I don't know how he, you know, made a living when he was giving out free advice and free consulting. But um, he said he didn't charge people. If he fucked you, he didn't charge you. And he just, somebody in the movie said that he really just wanted 
each one to teach one. He had that mentality, like, you have to share what you learn with the next generation. He told Kamala, in, in the movie, Kamala said, I think he's still alive, hopefully. He might still be alive. Um, in the movie, Kamala said, you know, he looked at her and he told her, this is 2019, before she was vice president. He told her, like, you gotta help your generation. I need your generation to step up to the plate. And that's the kind of mentality I love old black folks to have, you know, that they want to see us do better. And he just always wanted better for everybody. Even even Diddy, Diddy was in the documentary and he basically said, yeah, um, I would have been in jail if it wasn't for Clarence Avon. And so someone summed it up nicely. They said that he brought parties together to help them understand the vision. He was the matchmaker. He would be like, oh, I know a musician that can help you out with that. Or I know X, Y, and Z. And he just made moves. And I love that. I want to be like that. Clarence Avon, I, I had no idea who Clarence Avon was, but all of these people, and, and now he has since gotten a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And all these people said like, we are all children of Clarence. Like everything that he taught us, we have carried through our lives. So make sure you check out that movie if you haven't seen it already. It's called The Black Godfather. It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I can guarantee you it is good. I really enjoyed it. All right, so let's talk about the news. Let's get into what's happening in the news. One thing that's definitely standing out to me is these god dang unruly flight passengers, airline passengers just straight wildin'. If that's you, you're canceled. If that's you, don't listen to my podcast. I'm not a fan. I'm not a friend. Like, why are people fighting on flights? Air Airplanes are already small and tight enough as is. I don't need people in front of me fighting and wildin' out. Like, apparently... um. The latest Federal Aviation Administration report cited more than 3,000 incidences of unruly passenger behavior since January 2021. Outside just opened back up and y'all really acted out. Like, y'all act like you have no home training, you've never been on a flight before. Please tone it down. I, I meant to talk about the little, the Bonnet Airport flight that went on a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. But in general, just why are y'all doing this? Like... Just calm down. We're all going to the same place. Yes, there's rules and there's masks and all that stuff. But if you want outside to stay open, you need to act like you've been on a plane before. I don't understand what's going on. And so actually, the like flight attendants union, the FAA, has come out with a letter. Oh, actually, the letter was signed by the Airlines for America, Airline Pilots Association, Allied Pilots Association, Association of Flight Attendants, all of them are like, look, y'all making our job really hard. We do not get paid enough for this. And they are seeking criminal prosecution for these people. And rightly so. I think that's right. I think that if you want to be disorderly in a public setting, just like you would go to jail for a drunken disorderly or you would get fined for drunk and disorderly, you need to be, there need to be some federal charges for these people acting up on these flights. And that's exactly what this um, letter from the union is asking of the federal courts. To date, the FAA has levied civil penalties related to passenger behavior in the amount of $368,000 against 21 passengers. And it says, since the beginning of the year, the FAA has also conducted 465 investigations into assaults, threats of assault, or other interference with crew members. I just don't understand why. Why are you acting like this? This is so dusty, crusty, ghetto. This is not it. And I hate to say it, but I have seen it 
predominantly be black people. I really need my people to do better. Please do better. Do not carry yourself like this. You know what? Let's move on to the next topic. Let's carry ourselves like Shakari Richardson. How about that? That's something positive in the news. Shakari Richardson, if you haven't heard of her by now, she is a 21-year-old track and field star, and she is on her way to the Olympics. Let me just read y'all a little snippet, because y'all know I don't be knowing about the different trials and the XYZ. What, what stage of the Olympics are we on? I don't know. <laughs> Let me just read this from the Washington Post. Richardson, a 21-year-old from Dallas, made her first Olympic team with a dominant performance in the 100 meters, dusting the field in 10.86 seconds and declaring to the world her intention to win America's first gold medal in the event since 1996, later this summer in Tokyo. I know that's right. I know that's fucking right, Shakari. And it's Shakari, not Shakari. Get it right, okay? Y'all can pronounce everybody else's name. Make sure you get her name right. She said that. She said, I am that girl. I feel like she probably wanted to say, I'm that bitch, because we all said that about ourselves. Like, I'm really that bitch. Shakari Richardson is, in fact, that bitch. She's that girl, and I'm really super proud of her. And I found out that she's a lesbian. I found out that she has a girlfriend. I didn't know that. For some reason, that is just the icing on the cake for me. That's just the cherry on top. I don't know why, but her being a lesbian just makes me so much happier. Like, because <laughs> she is really defying all odds. She is really defying everything. The hair, the nails, the lashes, which by the way, for you to run a hundred meter dash in 10 seconds, making her the fastest woman in the world, or what do they call her? Fastest woman alive, whatever. For you to run that race, and not a lash came out of place. Not a baby hair came out of place. Everything was slicked down. Slicked down. That wig, that wig was slicked down. And I love the fact that she keeps changing the color. She said her girlfriend picked this red color. And it was kind of like flames just, you know, blowing off of her. And she said she really is a force to be reckoned with. She wants to continue to show the world that she is a force to be reckoned with. And she also had... um. A video called Seconds to Success. I forget what brand that was for. Was that for Nike? Was that for I don't I don't know. But she had a little um video and she said, you know, people will say, Oh, you're not you're too young or you're not qualified. She said, This is not about classification, this is not about age. I'm really the best. And that's that same confidence that I was talking about with Simone Biles. When you know you the shit. When you know that you are the best, like the records don't lie, sweetie. The records don't lie. When you really are that bitch, you can say I'm that bitch. So Shakari Richardson, I'm just so, so happy to see her. She's from LSU. She she went to LSU. She's from Dallas. I'm so happy to see her in all her black girl magic. Like I'm definitely watching Olympics this summer. You know I don't really be watching, but... With all this black girl magic, how could you not? Simone, Shakari, Allison Felix. Don't sleep on Allison Felix. I know that the Olympics, you only get about four to eight years, but Allison Felix is still going hard after having a baby. And let's talk about the other Simone, Simone Manuel. She's a swimmer. How many black girls are swimming in the Olympics? Like, my mind is blown. I love seeing this. This is like when all of the Miss uh, pageants, you know, Miss USA, Miss Universe, Miss America, when all of them were black at the same time. And now we got all these black girls in the Olympics at the same time, bro. I'm about to cry, bro. This this just makes me so happy. And um, I really hope that Shakari does get some brand deals because Gorilla Glue needs to be sponsoring her. 
uh, anybody with a lash line needs to be sponsor her. It's giving, it's giving Flojo vibes. The nails, she is really unapologetically herself. And I hate to throw around that word unapologetic. I feel like it's a buzzword these days, but she's not hiding her blackness. She's not hiding who she is and her personality. She's not dimming it down for anybody. And I just, I just wish this girl so much success. Like, and, and, and then after she won, she ran up the bleachers to her grandmother. You know, she said her grandmother is her superwoman. Ugh, I just love it. She said, I use my age as honestly an intimidating factor. If you've been doing this and I step on the scene, I'm letting you know I respect you for putting on for our sport. But at the end of the day, when we get on this line, what you've been doing, you have to do that against me. Period. Yeah, Shakari. Oh, that makes me so happy. Let's move on to uh, another girl that's making me happy in the music scene. Doja Cat. Now listen, I got to kind of eat my words. I got to kind of double back because y'all know that I have talked about Doja Cat before. I was about to cancel her. I really was not feeling her. Actually, I did cancel her low key for a little bit. I just stopped listening to her because, you know, she had that weird like race stuff going on. And honestly... That's how quick the news moves. That Doja Cat stuff was a flash in the pan. Everybody canceled Doja Cat for like five minutes. And now she is on top once again. Doja Cat has a new album coming out called Planet Her. It's coming out on Friday, June 25th, 2021. This will be her third studio album following her sophomore album, Hot Pink. Hot Pink really is how I was introduced to Doja Cat. I don't know what music she had before that. But Hot Pink really put her on the map for me personally. And probably for a lot of people. I feel like that album just kind of shot her to stardom. And she's talented. I cannot take that away from her. She is talented. That's why I've slowly, after canceling her, slowly been listening to her again. Because she had the song with City Girls. She had the song with Ariana Grande. And she's just slowly making her way back into my life and now I feel like I am excited for this album <laughs> I didn't think that I would be but here I am I'm excited again to hear from Doja Cat and um I guess a lot of fans are because her album Planet Her hasn't even come out yet but it is leading Apple Music's pre-ad chart so that's where fans you know pre-save uh, album to their library for when it comes out you know they'll get a notification that's awesome to hear congratulations to doja cat honestly i am definitely eating my words because damn she's talented i don't know she kind of just she kind of just made up for it and i'm over it i don't know not over it like i am still looking at her like mm, make sure you don't fuck up again but definitely happy and excited for this album and in terms of music, another album that's coming out, Juicy J, The Hustle Still Continues. Um, you know, Juicy J, I don't think I can listen to a whole Juicy J album. Yeah, hope. I don't want every song to sound the same. Like, <laughs> I, could, I could probably pick out, you know, a couple that'll be like my favorite, you know, club hits. I was happy to see Juicy J on um, Megan Thee Stallion's, you know, second to last album. Uh, what was that called? Fever? He had a couple appearances on there. So yeah, Juicy J, that's what's up. But I really want to spend some time talking about this T-Pain thing. Now, I need to pull out my receipts. Let me get my phone out. Let me get my Apple Music out. Just so I can remind y'all what T-Pain has given to the pop 
hip hop rap community. Not so much rap. T-Pain's more of a singer. But first of all, he has a new single out called I Like That with Kehlani. If you haven't heard that song yet, what's rap what are you waiting for? What's the matter with you? That song is so good to me. And so that's why I was sad to hear in the media this week uh, that Usher said to T-Pain, let me set the scene. It's 2013. There's a bunch of celebrities on a flight to the BET Awards. And the flight attendant told T-Pain, um, Usher wants to talk to you in the back. And T-Pain was thinking, you know, Usher, I really, that was my friend. I really fucked with him. He was really my friend. So when he went back there, Usher was like, man, I got to tell you something. And T-Pain could tell it was serious. He was like, he really looked like troubled. And Usher said to T-Pain, I got to tell you, you really ruined music. What? What? Do you know how hurtful that has to be to hear that coming from somebody you admired, somebody you called a friend? We're all sitting here on a flight to the BET Awards. Now, obviously, if I wasn't good at music, I would not be invited to the BET Awards. And you have the nerve to tell me that I single-handedly ruined music? And so this was just a clip that I saw on social media. This clip is from the upcoming Netflix series called This Is Pop. And man, that clip definitely got me excited to watch the rest of this because T-Pain went on to say that that comment, Usher's one comment, sent him spiraling into four years of depression. I didn't even know that about T-Pain. And it, it, first of all, let me just go back. As I say, I have the receipts. I could tell y'all. I don't have to tell y'all the music that T-Pain has given to us. Flow Ride is Low, Buy You a Drink, Chris Brown's Kiss Kiss, DJ Khaled's All I Do Is Win, Plies Shawty, Kanye West, Good Life. Then we got, I can't believe it. Ooh, ooh, she all on me, on me. With Lil Wayne, come on now. Don't do that. Don't do that, Usher. Bartender, Got Money, another Lil Wayne joint. Best Love Song, that's top tier. That's top tier, baby. Um, I mean, he has a couple, you know, little booty shaking joints by, uh, you know, up, down, booty work. You and that with E-40? Trying to get to you and that booty. Come on, come on. Don't hate like that, Usher. You better give T-Pain his flowers. I'm sprung out of my system with Bow Wow. Oh, my God. You know, actually, one of my coworkers recently said, oh, 2007 and 2008 wasn't really a good time for music. Are you dumb? <laughs> no shade, but are you deaf? Because T-Pain, the chokehold that T-Pain had on 2007 Mind you, I was in middle school, so my eighth grade dance was litty titty with T-Pain joints. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God, I could just go on and on. Look at all this music. So much music. I'm sprung. Did I already say that one? I'm sprung. Dog, she got me. I had that on a mixed tape, a mixed CD. Back in the CD days, I played that song over and over and over. Anywho... The point is that I'm trying to make, T-Pain is super talented. A lot of people feel like auto-tune ruined music, and that's probably what Usher was getting at. Did T-Pain use a lot of auto-tune? Yes. Even I myself felt like it was a little bit too much. But guess what? 
I have heard T-Pain without auto-tune, and I can vouch that he is a good singer. I heard him sing the national anthem at a baseball game. I, I watched the clip online, and that alone gave me chills. Like, this man can really sing. So for your friend to say that to you, that was hurtful. That was really a hurt piece. And I just feel like the main lesson from them this is if you don't have nothing to say, nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. We're all having a good time on our way to the BET Awards on a private jet. And you felt the need to tell me that right now, right then and there. So number one, if you are going to try to read somebody, do it in private. Do it. That's not the time or the place. And number two, just don't do it at all. Just mind your business. Because I was going to say, do you think T-Pain cares? He clearly did because he went into four years of depression. However, at the end of the day, he has awards, he has money, he has a good career, he's back and better than ever, so don't try to tell me that T-Pain ruined music. Usher, you have your own, see, Usher has already been in the news recently for doing out-of-pocket shit, so now for this clip to surface, that, you're not looking good right now, Usher, you're really not looking good, so I might have to cancel Usher for a little bit, because why would you say that? And that's the, the power of, the Bible says the power is in the tongue. Like the, the tongue is sharper than the sword. You don't know what kind of day a person is having, what kind of life a person is living. You don't know what's going on in their lives, in their mental, in their psyche. So for you to say one comment, that could be the comment that send them over the edge. I'm glad that T-Pain got out of his depression and he's still here with us. Because you don't know, that could have made him kill himself, honestly, truly. So, Usher, shut the fuck up. T-Pain, we love you. This is a T-Pain stan account. This is a T-Pain fan podcast, okay? Ugh, no, I just want to listen to T-Pain for the rest of the day. Like, I'm so good. T-Pain. I'm sad. That really made me sad. And somebody tweeted, you know, I hate how the music industry has done T-Pain. Because it's not just Usher. Like, everybody tries to write off T-Pain as, like, a little auto-tune gimmick. Hell no. Fuck that. Now, you know, I, I, I actually saw this clip on Twitter, so that brings me to my next segment, my favorite tweets this week. I don't know. I just wanted to share with you guys my, you know, thought process, my creative process for the podcast. I spend all day long on Twitter. Twitter is probably one of my top favorite apps, if not the top favorite app. It's my escape. I go to Twitter to vent. Well, not so much anymore. I learned my lesson. I used to vent a lot on Twitter. I used to use Twitter like a diary in high school. Ugh. Don't look at my old tweets. I'm embarrassed. But I, I go to Twitter to vent, to laugh, to cry, to watch live debates, to watch live sports, everything in one place. I really, really love Twitter. And it has its flaws. We all know, you know, big tech has its flaws. But I really, really love Twitter. I mean, Jack Dorsey recently partnered with, who was it, Jay-Z? So I don't know. But when I'm on there, I just see funny tweets. I'm like, I have to share this on the podcast. I have to talk about this on the podcast. And I always save it for later. And so I just want to share with y'all my favorite tweets this week. Number one, HBO Max. Actually, it was HBO Max Help. Their Twitter account put out a tweet that said, we mistakenly sent out an empty test email to a portion of our HBO Max mailing list this evening. We apologize for the inconvenience, and as the jokes pile in, yes, it was the intern. No, really. And we're helping them through it with a heart. So that was clever. That was funny. But what I really liked was everybody commenting underneath, like, girl, boy, whoever you are, 
they, them, in turn, it is okay because we have all effed up. I can think of so many times where I screwed up. Even my first day on the job at Fast Company. Well, it wasn't my first day, but uh, a little while ago, I put out a tweet and it was super opinionated. It was like, our kids need better schools or something like that. But I forgot to put the link to the story. So it just looked like Fast Company just put out this super opinionated tweet. It actually performed really well. So it was a, a happy accident. But my manager was like, yeah, you didn't even link to the story. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, I've made even bigger mistakes than that. So HBO Max intern, please know that you're... If, if, your job should not be in jeopardy. We've all fucked up. And so other people commented on the tweet, Dear intern, I was using my desktop calendar to make a monthly note of when I started my menstrual period, but after several months, I realized I was making that note on a calendar I shared with all of my colleagues, company-wide. I was 37 years old. <laughs> Ouch, that's super embarrassing. And we've all done stupid, embarrassing stuff. And, oh, there's more. Here's somebody else. Uh, one person said, okay, here, this one was crazy. Dear intern, I once globally took down Spotify. It was, it almost happened twice. My team was awesome about it and I'm still here. You managed to find something broken in the way integration tests are done. It's a good thing and will help improve things. Good luck. Exactly. And then somebody else said, sorry, I had to read this one before I read it on the, <laughs> before I read it on the on the podcast someone said dear intern in the first month of my new hr job with a major defense contractor i sent out an email about shirt orders that included the division president and several corporate leaders title of the email your shit is in the hr office please pick up <laughs> that's so embarrassing we've all done so embarrassing things and you know i've just been ruminating on this this week in general we're human we make mistakes my mom had to give me that talk. She had to give me that pep talk. Like, nobody is perfect. And Christina, I really, really try to be perfect. I really think that my shit don't stink sometimes. I always think that I'm super organized, super punctual, just perfect in every way. And the truth is, nobody is. So dear HBO Max intern, you are definitely not alone. And then there was one more tweet I wanted to share. I'll end on this note. This girl tweeted, Welp, looks like I'm not eating today. And she had a screenshot of a DM that said, Hi, girly, I have a quick question. <laughs> Every woman listening knows that kind of tweet. I mean, that kind of DM to get that in your direct messages, that can make your stomach drop. That is, you don't know where that tweet could go. You don't know where that direct message could go. It could go many different ways. It could go very left. What was funny to me was men trying to figure it out in the the reply some guy was like i don't get it what's going on hold on where is it where is it there was some guys in the comments like i don't get it what's going on and somebody was like i think it means that her man was cheating on her that's the message that women send to each other when they're coming to each other woman to woman <laughs> there's a the, when i saw it there was two ways i thought about it and, and second of all, the girl saying, looks like I'm not eating today. I totally feel you. When I'm stressed or I'm in an emotional situation, the last thing I'm even thinking about is food. Ironically, I eat all day long. I love snacking. Y'all know I'm a big girl. I'm a plus size girl. But when I'm in a mood, when I'm emotional, I am not eating at all. So <laughs> I felt that. But this is how I see it. When I get a DM that says, hi, girly, I have a quick question. 
that could go two ways. One, my man is cheating on me and now this girl is coming to me woman to woman and I have to face the fact that I'm a clown. And number two, it could be another girl from high school trying to get you in on her pyramid scheme, period. <laughs> like they always try to come like, hey girl, how have you been? Like, shut up. And so it turns out that it actually was somebody trying to sell her some weight loss products. And then I thought about it even more and she was like, I get these messages all the time because I'm plus size. I didn't realize, now I'm really a clown. Now I'm really dumb because I didn't realize people probably do send me that because they see that I'm curvy and I'm, I'm larger on Instagram. And they probably think that I could benefit from their shakes and teas and vitamins. I don't want that shit. I actually put on my Instagram story one day, um, damn, I go to the gym every day and I st I'm still fat. But then I put as a, a little aside, I said, this does not mean I want you to send me weight loss programs, please. <laughs> it was just a joke. Please do not try to send me no vitamins, no shakes, no teas. I don't want that shit. And I hate when people keep pushing because the girl followed up to that tweet. She said, like, yeah, it was somebody trying to send me some stuff. She said, hey, girl, I'm looking for people to try out my slimming gummy. She said, no, thank you, love. My, I love my body the way it is. The girl kept going. That's awesome to hear. I love to hear that. I appreciate your honesty. Would you be willing to post this post? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I know you have good intentions, but kindly, respectfully, fuck off. <laughs> and that was so relatable to me. I loved that tweet. That's all for today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO podcast. You can always follow me on social media, Miss Chris D on all platforms. That's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, M-I-S-S-C-H-R-I-S-D-E-E. -E. Thanks so much for listening. I love y'all. That's it. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I love y'all. I truly appreciate your support and I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye.